What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Browner and Lawhead. I am John Browner, as always, joined by the one and only Jason Lawhead as we pop them names on the screen. If you're watching via YouTube, if you're listening to this in the, on the Mightier 1090 ESPN radio as you are driving or stuck in your car in traffic, this show is the show that gives you the fun with the facts. You already know the news, so we're going to have some fun with the facts about last night. Uh, we got a lot of conversation going on with AD. We got a lot of conversation going on with LeBron last night. There there might be some Kyrie sprinkled in there. On the second half of the pod, at some point, we'll get into the John's list of the show. We'll get into the John's list about the Super Bowl because that thing is still being played, by the way. I don't know if anyone noticed amidst all the NBA huff-luff during the second week of the Super Bowl, which was much needed because nothing is happening on the football landscape. The Super Bowl is Sunday, and we will tell you who will win, and we will tell you why they will win come the end of the show. But Jason, Jason, mm-hmm. Jason, what a night last night on mm-hmm. the in the NBA. How you doing? I'm good, man. You know, uh, I was 11 years old when that record was broken. I'm 50 years old. It is now broken again, and uh, as a young man who grew up around the game of high school basketball in Northeast Ohio to have a Northeast Ohio son, I guess, a kid, no matter what you think about how he left Cleveland the first time, left it the second time, all the other things in between um, to, uh, you know, have a some type of a close proximity to that is pretty cool. I saw him play almost a dozen times in high school. I saw all eight of his Ohio state tournament games where he went seven and one His only loss was his junior year in the state championship game. Only team he ever lost a high school team to in Ohio in his career. And we used to play that school Akron St. Vincent's well before he was ever even born. My dad's uh, my dad and and Lorraine Catholic used to go and and tangle with Akron St. V's at at times in the tournament and in the regular season. Um, So that's kind of cool, man. Um, You know, uh, I wish he would have did it as a Cav, <laughs> no doubt. Um, but, you know, he did give us a championship, and he did he did give us a lot of great years, and he still um, is a off the court there um, in Northeast Ohio as a presence and educating kids and giving back to the community. So congrats, LeBron. Uh, it was obviously a matter of time um, once you knew his career was heading to that trajectory. But it was pretty cool to watch, man. I, I will uh, – I will admit. For those of you who didn't see it, here is a a look at it. Obviously, we won't play sound because TNT will probably take us down. But there it is. A little back fade away. Yeah. He's made several of those baskets in his career as well, which was kind of cool as you know, it's not as patented. As the sky hook, nothing ever will be. I don't think there's an offensive move in sports that's as patented as the sky hook. So when Kareem uh, did it on the sky hook, uh, that was almost, you know, you can't top that kind. But as close as to a, you know, um, shot that LeBron, we've seen him shoot millions of times. That was the shot that, you know, we've seen him shoot. And so that was kind of cool. I thought the I thought the very uh, interesting thing about last night because we'll get to the the negative part of the night. Trust mm-hmm. me. <laughs> I thought the best part about what we saw last night was that was a vintage LeBron James game. 
I thought his ability to drive the basket was reminiscent to the way he started his career. I thought the final shot where he uh, overtook the scoring title was kind of where he is now. Mm-hmm. And in between those two, sh- in between those two moments when he was making threes, that's kind of where his game has been for the last four or five years. And so to watch him get the record in the way that he did from a scoring standpoint, it was very reminiscent of the, the, the arc of LeBron James's career. I thought that it was perfect. I thought it was a great night for him. I thought it was a good night for basketball. I thought that the attention paid to it uh, was TNT had to squeeze every ounce of juice out of that orange, uh, so to speak, to get us to a point where uh, uh, the moment was celebratory. The cutting to Kareem after every other basket became like one of those. He's an old man who's kind of grumpy to begin with. He's not mad the record's being broken. No. What did you like? What facial expression do you want him to make? So it, I thought that the the telecast was solid. I thought that the game was solid. I um I really felt like the <clears throat> the idea of LeBron James being the greatest scorer of all time is good for the NBA. As Kareem was great for the NBA for what he had done for civil rights and sports in a time in which he lived in. I thought LeBron James being the now holder of that, this is if nothing happens to him in the future, up until this point, LeBron James has been the model NBA player. He's never been arrested. There's nothing, anything negative about him from hitting a woman or uh, sexualizing women. He's got two really healthy active, athletic young sons. He's got a beautiful family. He's got a beautiful little girl. And what he's done for the game of basketball from a business standpoint for players, which owners reap as well, is a great person for Kareem to hand off, which was very symbolic, hand off the scoring Mm -hmm. title to by passing him that ball. I I thought it was very well done by all parties involved. I thought LeBron handled it with class and grace. I thought that Kareem handled it with class and grace. And I'm glad that that moment happened and that we were all able to witness it in such a healthy environment. Um, And I thought the the moment was great. Now, outside of that, because when there's good, there's always bad. Hmm. Outside of that, the Lakers are awful. And... We're, we have to talk about what AD did last night. I know that Russ had a blow up with Darvin Ham at halftime about, you know, walking off the court slowly, which if you've ever played, if you've ever played for a tough coach, the greatest sin that you can do to them is walk off the court slow when they sub you out. Nothing gets a coach more pissed at you is when they sub you out and you take the long mile walk to the bench. It's just frowned upon. Jason can attest to that. His dad is mm-hmm. a, a legendary high school coach. So the, I, the idea that even that didn't hit the radar till after after. For those of you who don't know, so apparently there's video of AD. I can show it. I, you know, I'll show it. There's video of AD literally just not caring. Like looking as if, the idea. Sitting. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
I'm saying he was sitting there like he was waiting for his table to be called at TGI Fridays. Like, you know, 30 minutes there, like he put his name in and he's just sitting there in the waiting room waiting for the hostess to call Davis party of one. You know, I mean, like, like as LeBron breaks the record, AD doesn't cheer. He never gets out of his chair. He doesn't jump up. He doesn't show any kind of excitement for the moment. He literally looks like he would rather be anywhere else in the world. But in a moment that people paid tens of thousands of dollars to be a part of. So I, it, it, I what's crazy that- is what's crazy is it's like the only championship you've ever even come close to is because that guy made sure you got there. Correct. He so got you I, into the team and the city that delivered probably with the way you look out there is the only championship you're ever going to get. I, I got to tell you, I mean, I honestly think that there had to be something personal going on with AD that had nothing to do with basketball. Cause the way that he checked out, if it's not something personal that he has going on in his life that has nothing to do with basketball, man, that level of jealousy for somebody who you're supposed to have their back, that is deep-seated and that is nasty. You don't and, – and you you are now a part of the greatest moment in the last 40 years that an individual player can have in this league, a moment that will live forever and you didn't even celebrate it. Like, you could care less that it was happening right in front of you to a guy who they have now mic'd up after the moment telling you that, man, I love you. I just want you to know I love you. Like, if LeBron sees this, because he will, he sees AD's behavior, they have to have a conversation about that because that's not healthy. That's not like, hey, we get along. That's something else. So if something's going I, I. I I hope everybody's okay, but I hope AD's behavior had to have be tied to something going on in his personal life that has nothing to do with basketball. Because if it's not, that's a knife in the back that you can never recover from, in my opinion. Yeah, and then they zoomed in and, and had them in that little box while the game was still going on. They had the split screen of LeBron telling him, I love you, man, I love you. And he looked totally like, are you, are you even talking to me? Right. I mean, it, it, it was like, and I don't care if it was something to a degree of a personal thing off the court. Like, you got to leave that baggage at the door when you go into that arena that night, at least specifically. And it's interesting that Darvin Ham has this blow up with Russell Westbrook, okay? And I get it. You, you touched on it. Coaches hate that kind of stuff. But in this situation, you know, Russell Westbrook walking off the floor slowly. I mean, that's all Davis does when he's on the floor is go up and down. It, it, it's like he's in a slow motion, two frames behind everyone. I, I'm watching this guy lately, and you talk about a guy. I mean, you know, Russ Brooks walking off the floor faster than AD's running up and down it when he's playing. <laughs> and so, I mean, it's one thing to like – have this blow up on that night if this is such a chronic chronic problem i get it but right. it's kind of it's kind of a weird battle to pick on a night lebron's you know it's almost like eh, you know i'll let i'll let that one go unless it's a total chronic problem and you've just had it but like 
not to be up AD's rear end constantly when he's on the floor and when he's doing these kind of things is really head scratching. It's very difficult to understand. Mm-hmm. It's really I, difficult. And, 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 you know, it's funny that last night they got worked over by a young mm-hmm. OKC team. And guess what? The guy that everybody wants out of LA the most was really the only guy trying to win that game for the Lakers last night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, if anybody can get credit for trying to get a W for LeBron on the night he broke the record, when you watch ba- that basketball and if you know the game, Russell Westbrook was really the only guy. LeBron was concentrated on the record, right? Mm-hmm. And he still played, like you said, LeBron. He didn't do anything to, to try to detriment the team. Correct. Right? But he was concentrated on the record. AD wasn't. The rest of those other guys weren't. Uh, you know, it was Russell. Russell Westbrook looked like the guy that had been playing alongside LeBron for 15 or 20 years going, dude, I will do whatever I got to do to try to get a W next to mm-hmm. the ledger. So when history goes down, we can always say we won that game too. Like, it's cra- this team franchise – it is in such a dysfunction. <laughs> it's crazy. And that's I, the saddest part of the record. If there's one sad part of the record for this team and the guys on it, it's that they are just in. Now, to, to, to the credit of in 20 years, no one would remember AD's behavior that night. So luckily for LeBron, this is one of those momentary right. things that will pass. And right. the record and and what it means will always be far stronger than AD's behavior. Mm-hmm. But in 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 the in the immediate, yeah. because the the, the the statistics that LeBron is accumulating are great, but Incredible. the winning winning has to be the overall arching thing that if he's going to be known as the greatest player ever, because people keep asking him and he says he's the greatest player ever. I'm sure he does. He, he better believe that. You, If you're that good, you put in all this work, you better mm-hmm. believe. You've got the statistics to back it up. You've got some championships, not enough, but some championships to back it up. I think that he – I think at the end of the day, if LeBron were to stop playing and his never win another championship and take the scoring record to 40,000 because I think that's where it's going to end up. Oh, of course it will. He will, be, he will be like Kareem. He will be like Kareem. He will be known – as one of the greatest players, if not the greatest player ever, he will be in the conversation because I think there's only three people in that conversation. He'll be in that conversation, but a lot of people will always go back to he didn't win enough titles. If, you, if you're top five in every statistical category and yet you only have four championships, what like where's the hole? Like, how is that a thing? But this other thing is not a thing. Like, Kobe's got more titles. Kareem's got more titles. Jordan's got more titles. Magic's got more titles. Like, there are a lot of great players who he is. Robert Ory has more titles. <laughs> <laughs> who they're, they're more bus drivers, technically, with more titles than him. And so, Ron for him to, uh, to have a Scotty Pippen, for him Scottie to have Pippen. accumulated all these statistics, which are a massive sign of longevity, which should be celebrated. It's a sign of greatness to be celebrated, but the greatest, he, he he cannot leave the door open at the end of his career for people to say, oh, but you didn't win. You get, you won four championships as opposed to five or to six. So 
it was an amazing night, as always with the Lakers. That's never the only story. And so we've got this AD thing. We've got this Darvin Ham Russ oh. thing. Because, like you said, the level of dysfunction at, at on that organization and that team at this point is just glaring. It's neon, like chemical, toxic and, waste dump green. And you're right. We'll forget about AD's behavior and, and, mm-hmm. and lack of support on the night that LeBron broke it because that record will mount and mount and mount. And one day LeBron mm-hmm. will say goodbye at whatever it is, 43,000, 44,000, whatever the amount of points are. But in the immediate near future, now that the record is over, the focus goes back to what's wrong with the Lakers now. And I'll tell you what, come Thursday night, Oof. which is less than 24 hours away or around 24 hours away from the time – you know, if Giannis goes down and just shoves the ball down AD's throat and Milwaukee beats the Lakers up all over the court, and now we're, we are staying on AD. Now yeah. the, the story continues to be, where is this guy? Who is this guy? What are we paying this guy for? And everybody that wants to run Russell Westbrook out of town, whether he's a right fit for the Lakers or whether he's, you know, you know, should be on the team, whether like that was a bad experiment. I mean, how good is this? AD experiment looking now. I mean, outside of the bubble run, how good is this looking? Because I'll tell you what, as long as Russell Westbrook's been there, I feel like he's given more heart and soul and has at least tried to adapt. At least tried to adapt. He's 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 a stubborn old player that's got is set in his ways, and that's what you knew you were getting. But at least he said, okay, I'll come off the bench and I'll still try to run through a brick wall. And you want me out of town? I'm the guy that's always in the crosshairs here. Well, I'll tell you what, come Thursday night, if if AD doesn't go out there and try to at least assert himself and give some heart and soul against Giannis and, and Milwaukee, that's a big front line, not just with Giannis. I mean, there's a physical team. And, and he just looks like he is just checked out. So, I mean, it's incredible that people are on Russell Westbrook's case to the degree and AD gets handled with these kid gloves, and and it now it's right now it's right back to AD, man. The, the record's broken. You're 25 and what 31, or if they are, mm-hmm. they are 31, 32, whatever it is. If they lose to Milwaukee, um, I mean, what, what's this guy doing for this franchise? I think that we are, I think we are linked up against a a, a difficult point for all parties involved in that front office. And if you are looking at this at face value, the one thing you may not like the way Russ goes about the way he plays and he makes a lot of mistakes. And I get that. I hear all that, man. But the guy takes the court. The guy plays and he plays hard. Now, the fact that you that they have a hard time rounding out what that looks like in a winning formula, that's a coaching issue. Yeah. It's, not a, it's not an effort issue. That's a coaching issue. And so it, AD seems to have an effort issue. That's exactly That's, right. I, I have no problem with aggressive mistakes if I'm a coach. My dad, hey, yes. we make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. As long as we're making aggressive yes. mistakes. But when you're making lazy, non-engaging, when you're not creating things or doing things because you're just not playing hard, I'd rather have six turnovers from Russ playing his butt off than mm-hmm. four, five, six rebounds from AD not playing his butt off. Because the ball just came to him. Like when you're that big, the ball just comes to you. I don't know if people, if you notice as a basketball player, I played, I'm six, seven, eight, eight, seven feet. When you're big and you play hard, the ball will find you. Like literally it will find you because you're around it. Last night was bad for him. As great as the night was for LeBron. It was a banner night for LeBron. 
it was an equally in a negative way a banner night for AD. He has to address this. The next time he comes to a microphone, whether it be today or tomorrow, this needs to be addressed because that the world has seen that, and you can't blow that off. And in in the post game, he was very like angry in the post game. Yeah, they asked him like, "What you got? What this team has to do to get better?" And he's just like, "Wins, simple. It's wins." Like, it just on a on a joyous on a joyous night. You, I, there's a there's this thing going around where they say uh, uh, everybody don't want to see you win. Be careful when you realize who those people are. And this is one of those situations where it looks like somebody doesn't want to see somebody else win because mm-hmm. of the way that they're going about the business of this other person winning. So we'll find out. We're Brown and Lawhead. We've got a lot to come to you now on the Super Bowl. When we come back, we'll tell you who the winners will be on Brown and Lawhead. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Browner and Lawhead Show. I'm John Browner, as always, joined by the one and only Jason Lawhead. As we are here on the Mightier 1090 ESPN, having some fun with the facts. We went over a lot of what happened last night with LeBron. We also went over a lot last night that happened with AD, and a lot that happened between Russ and Darvin Ham. Because you know, as a Laker a viewer. It all can't be great. Some of it has to be Hollywood, and nothing was more Hollywood than the performance last night and uh, the underlining plot twist as well. Uh, I don't know if people have noticed. It's Super Bowl week. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the sports world, the Kyrie trade threw everybody upside down. Then the LeBron scoring record last night kind of got everybody's attention. The Super Bowl is Sunday. Here we are on a Wednesday, and... Do you care yet? This is, <laughs> this is the part about the Super Bowl two-week run-up that yeah. I think the NFL needs to address. I know guys need to get healthy. I know guys are banged up. I know you want the best-played Super Bowl with the most healthy guys you could possibly get on both sides. So the two weeks to prep for preparation, I understand it. But I got to tell you, man, this the Super Bowl loses a lot of steam. It just does by the time you get to it. Because you oversaturated on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. Luckily, the NBA got in the way of that this year. And by the time you get to Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, people are like, hey, man, just play the game. Just play the game. Because you got people asking dumb questions like, hey, Nick Sirianni, is this a must-win game? Who let you in here? Like, what are you – I know. A, is this a, it's a prank? It's a must-win like, game. Yeah, like, is this a prank, bro? Like, get this – escort this man out. Or woman, it's 2023. You can everybody can ask dumb questions. Everybody's entitled. So we here, we here on Brown and Lawhead, we use a formula that actually turned out to be pretty accurate during the mm-hmm. playoff run. We use a formula that we like to call the Johns list as to how we get the winner of a very important football game or basketball game, by the way. We also did this for baseball last year. So John's list works for anything. You should probably do John's list in mm-hmm. if you want to like break up with your significant other. You should, <laughs> you should um, maybe looking for a new job. Should I quit my job? Do a John's right. list. Yeah, yeah. Do a John's list. I think it I, I think it might literally work for everything. Right. So we just we use powers for good around here. We use powers for sport. And so the John's list today is the Super Bowl. Who will win? The Eagles. Or the Chiefs. For those of you new to John's list, this is how we break it down. Quarterback, who's got the best quarterback, 
who's got the best skill positions, who's got the best defense, and who's got the best coach. Those are the four criteria for John's list, and then we give you a score at the end of it, and then we discuss. Okay? So, up first, quarterback. Jason, who you got? Well, I'll take I'll take Patrick Mahomes, obviously. Um, no, 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 you know, slight on what Jalen Hurts has done in the last two years, especially this year. Uh, they're what twenty-one and two in his last twenty-three starts. Um, he's played great. This is probably, obviously, the number one and two votes in the MVP race, depending on what what's in that sealed envelope. I, I'm gonna I put my money on Mahomes, but wouldn't surprise me if Jalen Hurts got got the nod and and the writers gave him the, the the league MVP but obviously five straight AFC title games third Super Bowl in five years he's got a lot to prove from the last Super Bowl performance against Tampa Bay against a really really good defense that emulates a lot of what this Philly defense is and 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 and, and so they only settled for three field goals in that game against Tampa Bay um but obviously, I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes for the game he's coming off of, the career he's already had, the experience he's he's been in, in big games under the lights, and he's going to be on a neutral field, fast track, indoors. None of the weather is going to affect any of the things. No, I don't care if that injury is still lingering a little bit. Um, it's going to be well taken care of. Give me Patrick Mahomes, even on a high ankle sprain. I'm taking Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I got to tell you, this is very easy for me. I think Jalen Hurts is a very good player. Even Hurt, I would have taken Patrick Mahomes because he he's the driver of this offense. He, they're only in the position that they're in because of him. It is not the surrounding parts. It is because of him. And his performance to get them here has been utterly remarkable, by the way, considering mm-hmm. The, the, the way that their season ended last year out on their home field against the Cincinnati Bengals, they didn't forget that, and they got rewarded by getting an opportunity to play them in the same position the following year. And so this team has been on a mission the entire year. The losing or trading of Tyreek Hill, where people thought that it would completely collapse their offense, it hasn't. I still see people on television going, well, they don't have Tyreek Hill to do these explosive plays. And I, and I get annoyed because I'm like, bro, they pay you to watch football. Have you not watched them play all year? You wouldn't know he was gone. They Patrick right. Mahomes has better statistics this year than he right. had last year with Tyreek Hill. So for me, this is a very easy argument. It, this is a this is a, a 100% Patrick Mahomes. This ain't a 90-10. This ain't a 20-80. This is a 100% Patrick Mahomes, and it is no doubt for me. I would be shocked. I would be utterly shocked. If Jalen Hurts outplayed Patrick Mahomes on Sunday. Skill positions, who you got? I'm going to take the Eagles in skill positions, and I think that's going to be the one thing that allows Jalen Hurts to be a guy that could possibly, you know, engineer and steer this thing to a win. I think, uh, obviously, Brown and and Smith out on the out on the edge there, uh, and Miles Sanders running the ball, I, I, and with Hurts' ability to, to – to uh, spread that ball around and to be able to be a, a weapon on his legs, you know, his own um, and be just disciplined while being creative. Uh, it gives them a nice, gives them a nice mix as great as Kelsey is. And as much as Scantling stepped up in the last big game um, and there is a little fragility, possibly if there's any fragility, it's in that 
Eagles secondary, I still like the Eagles uh, as a whole when it comes to uh, skill positions. For me, I don't, I, I don't necessarily find this to be that difficult either. Like I said, I, I thought that what we've seen from Kansas City has been completely driven by the mm-hmm. one and only Patrick Mahomes. I don't, I don't think that what we are seeing – 100% has been Jalen Hurts. I think that what Philadelphia has done has been a mixture. Getting A.J. Brown via the trade was massive for them. Huge. Utterly massive for them because it took the pressure off Devontae Smith to kind of be the only wide receiver that they have. Gave them a big body, number one, so that, that, so that Devontae Smith can do what he does best, which is get open short yardage, but also have the ability to beat guys deep through the game plan. He's not a super-duper burner. He has great speed, but he ain't top-level speed. He uses his skills to get open after working through a game plan. I think Miles Sanders has been fantastic as a backfield for them. This is more of a collection. Yes. This collection added with the run game of Jalen Hurts. This collection of what they do has allowed their offense to be very unpredictable, and I think that's been Nick Sirianni's biggest feather in his cap, so to speak, is that the ability for his offense to be unpredictable because they can attack you from so many ways. And so for me, the skill positions absolutely go to Philly as well. Not because I don't like the Chiefs skill position players. It's just that what I think the Philadelphia Eagles offer from a skill position level is far greater than the parts that Kansas City has been able to put together around Patrick Mahomes. Right. Mahomes has to throw it on the dime to guys running good routes and being consistent on good routes, whereas Smith and A.J. Brown, they can go up and get it. You know, they these guys can make the circus catch. They can bail out Hurts in a just firing one up along the sidelines or up over the top of double coverage. And they have that athletic ability to go up and make the circus Lynn Swan type of catch where you're like, oh, my God, how did he catch that? And now they're, you know, so um, I think that that benefits Hurts in that in that sense and, and upgrades them even more when it comes to that type of, you know, um, be where you're supposed to be for Mahomes, uh, mm-hmm. and and he'll, and he'll get it to you. Um, but I don't think he has the type, you know, other than just the consistency of just pounding Kelsey. If you're not on top of him, I don't think he's got that um, that 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 little bit of advantage that Philadelphia has with those two guys athletically. So that that seals the deal in that particular department for me i'm mm-hmm. expecting to see really big plays out of philadelphia real I'm, I'm also expecting to see some interesting calls on offense i will yes. i think they're going to put some packages together that they haven't shown all year because i think that's going to be what gets them what gets them past if if they're able to get past the chiefs i think that's what's going to do it i don't think it's going to be some you know uh uh Jalen Hurts scrambles for this and then throws a pass. I think this will be schemed in some plays where you go, that's impressive. That was yeah. nice. That was smart. So, oh, well, I, we've never seen them do this all year. So, I think the Chiefs have their 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 work cut out for them on the defensive end. Defense. Let's go to defense. Who do you have on, from a defensive standpoint? Well, uh, it's, it's the um, Eagles, right? I mean, we're talking about a team um right now that's historically good and the way they ran through uh the the nfc playoffs and i know 
you know, the everything that could have went wrong went wrong for the 49ers, but the speed and the aggressiveness they play with at the line of scrimmage and, you know, the way they gang tackle, the way they just don't give up a lot of yards after any catches or, you know, they don't really let runners get through that second line, even if they can break through that, that, that line of scrimmage. You know, I just think that, you know, if the Eagles win this Super Bowl, it will be because of their defense. And if the Eagles win this Super Bowl, I think that we're going to look back and we're going to call this one of the historic great teams and great seasons we've seen. I mean, when you look at the Chicago Bears, the 85 Bears are always considered on the Mount Rushmore of great NFL football teams ever, and their quarterback was pedestrian at best. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a veteran older running back that was a legend, but he was, he was, you know, not the Walter Payton that put up all the NFL film highlight reels at the time. Correct. It was the, it was a defense that some somewhat in the modern game, at least the game has changed a little. This one reminds me a little bit of just smashing you up at the line of scrimmage. And if, uh, if they win, it's going to be because they, you know, Mahomes just ne- didn't have the daylight to be able to take over the game. Now I like the I like the Kansas City the Kansas City Chiefs defense, but I honestly think that the Philadelphia Eagles defense has been so well rounded. Mm-hmm. It, it, on both sides of the ball, they don't rip, they don't depend on one guy to do something spectacular. Where on the Chiefs side of the defensive end, they they kind of revolve around what they do at defensive tackle. If if he's not causing mad disruption, they tend to be pedestrian when it comes to getting to the quarterback, which they don't get a lot of sacks either, which has been the more interesting part about the, mm-hmm. the uh, Chiefs defense. They don't generate a lot of sacks, but they find ways to make plays. I think one of the better parts about their defense is that they've always played with the lead most of the year. And when they get behind, do they have the ability to then generate that pass rush? I, I don't know the answer to that question because they haven't been forced to necessarily do that a lot of times. So going into this thing, I'm really looking at it as well from a defensive standpoint that the Eagles have a bunch of guys on their front seven that can get sacks. They have a opportune, opportunistic secondary that doesn't you know bite on plays, but they stay home and they make the plays that are in front of them. And I think that's what's going to be big for them, making right. the play that's in front of you. You don't have to be a star. You don't have to save the game. Make the play that's in front of you. Don't jump no routes. Right. Make simple tackles, and that'll be enough. Right. Let the pressure of our front seven dictate what we do. And I, I don't know if I don't I don't I don't know if uh, uh, that's going to be something that the Chiefs can get in the way of. But again, we'll see. My defensive my defensive not on the Giants list goes to Philadelphia as well. Yeah. And Spagnuolo uh, dialed up a really good one against he Cincinnati. Did. He did. He knew that that right side of that offense line was weak. He came after him early, and he still had a nice game plan. But And that touches back to your point. I think Philadelphia is going to have a lot, especially with Sirianni, he's going to have a lot of tricks in his bag to make mm-hmm. Spagnola adjust. He's going to run these trick plays. He's going to maybe – you're going to see things that you really wouldn't normally see, especially early, to throw Kansas City kind of off their side and make Spagnola adjust. So it'll be interesting. That's going to be a great chess match between, you know, what Sirianni throws at Spagnola and how Spagnola adjusts and what kind of game plan he starts out with. Coaching. You know, it's 
all the way down the line. It's Chiefs, 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 in my opinion. Um, as great of a job as Sirianni has done after walking in uh, to, um, you know, this job, um, there was still a lot there. They, yeah, they finished 4-12 and 12 that year, but a lot of it was because, uh, you know, Peterson said, hey, we're going with Hurts. We're going to blow this whole thing up. And, the, and then there was tumultuous stuff in the locker room towards the end of the year that just couldn't sustain uh, mm-hmm. Peterson sticking around. And but give Sirianni credit. I mean, he went in there. He got he got him winning right away. Got him to a wild card and got him to a division title. And I like I like Sirianni, no doubt. Um, but I think you're obviously going against one of the shortlist great coaches of all time. This will be Andy Reid's fifth Super Bowl. Yeah, I think that. I mean, as crazy as that sounds, this is his fifth Super Bowl. I think this is Andy Reid's opportunity to put on a master class of offensive and co- coaching that, you know, we know he has in him. He's always had a great quarterback. That's why I mean, you can't succeed in the NFL without a great quarterback unless you're the 85 Bears or the 2000 Ravens. Right. So with that said, we are going to have to see a game plan from Andy Reid that uh, uh, like something we've never seen before. Because this may be the best defense he's faced in the Super Bowl. I I mean, I would this will be the best defense he faced all year. So if yeah. you're going to if you're going to do this something. The best defense like, they faced since they faced the Buccaneers two years ago in the Super Bowl. Which was a really good defense. Rough. Right. Yeah, they got so, beat 31 to 9. I really I, I think that we're going to be seeing something from Andy Reid that we've never seen before. Cause I think, I think the chiefs, I think the chiefs are going to be prepared for this game because they've been down this road before. I think, I, I think the first time being there means something. I think this is the Eagles first time being there. So I think this is going to be difficult for them to kind of get their bearings. Like there are a couple guys who are on the team from the Super Bowl team, like Lane Johnson, for instance, but the majority of guys have not been. No. Devonte Smith has been in, the 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 Pro Bowl, the, not the Pro Bowl. He's been in the national championship a couple of times. This ain't that. This ain't that. So the the first quarter is always kind of slow in the Super Bowl. So let's let's see if the Chiefs get out to a quick start. Because I think if they if the Chiefs jump on them quick, I think this thing might be over real quick. But I don't think that's gonna happen. So it all depends on on Andy Reid. I give my nod to Andy Reid as well because I think that he's mm-hmm. a better coach. Uh, I think we're and I think we're going to have to see a master class from him to over overdo this thing. and not and just his staff alone, all the experiences staff has had in these kinds. Yes, of I up, mean you know up, every up, up and, and down, down. The, yeah. So up and no down. doubt, and this is a different kind of game. This is not a home playoff game. As much as no. you think you've you've played that, this is not a home playoff game. Um, and you know uh, we're going to go with the predictions. I'll start with mine now, and you know based on you know, the coaching advantage based on all the intangibles of being in these types of games and have seen them before and, and having a little bit of that chip on their shoulder from Tampa Bay and, and having Mahomes where he is right now in his career and coming off of, uh, the games that he's coming off of and just uh, the moments, right? Hurts isn't played in this. You're right, Devontae Smith. They haven't seen these moments, whereas the Kelseys have and you know, uh, even the mm-hmm. you know, Juju Smith-Schuster has played in a lot of big football games, and he's just waiting. He, this is a moment he's been waiting for in his career. Um, 
I like the Chiefs. I think that they're going to get off to that early enough start that it makes, you know, the Eagles have to kind of climb from uphill a little bit and, and and maybe make some mistakes and 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 see that this game gets tighter and 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 just under the lights of the breathing pressure of the Super Bowl. Um I like the Chiefs in this one 28-24. Wow, that's so funny. Um, <laughs> I but I like- but I wouldn't be surprised if we it, look look look. I wouldn't be surprised because then that will tell us how great the Eagles' defense is. I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles had some type of performance that just the defense was so monumental and it snuffed them out. Jalen Hurts didn't have to be the MVP, and none of it, nobody on offense had to be the MVP. I wouldn't be surprised. But I like the way Mahomes is going. I like the way that Andy Reid. I just think all of those things, so much more experience in this game, a little bit of chip on their shoulder from hearing everything about the last Super Bowl and the Bengals taking them over in the AFC. I think it's the Chiefs 28-20. I think that this game will be decided by Patrick Mahomes. And I think that they're I think the Chiefs are going to win this game. And it's funny cuz I wrote my score down before you before <laughs> okay. you said your score and at 28-24. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, cuz I I I think the Chiefs are going to be able to score cuz I think they're going to get at least 14 to 14 to 21 points in the first half. I think by the time the Eagles get their bearings and they get their they get to riding on that bike and they get a good lab, they're gonna get sweat going in the situation. It's gonna be halftime. It's a way longer halftime than they're used to. And by the time they get back out there on the field, you're gonna have to try to get all those motions going again. I think Kansas City's gonna jump on them and score another one. So I I, I just think that Kansas City's done this enough times. They've been yeah. here enough times. And I think in this particular Super Bowl, Nick Sirianni never being there before. And seeming to be like a meathead coach, I really think that 28-24 is, is the right score. Will it happen? We will find out on Brown and Lawhead. We'll see you guys Monday. Till then, peace out. Peace.